Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Jill, it is almost the holiday, like fully holiday, because I think this will be like December 15th-ish. Can you believe that we're here at this point in time? I can't believe it. And I'm I'm going to be, we're, we're going away. I'm really excited. Where um, are you guys? We're going skiing at West. Nice. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. As you know, I have a whole new ski get up. <laughs> I'm so excited about the ski get up. Jill texted me this jacket and I felt like it was a throwback to like when I first got my jacket and I love it's Burton and I actually I'm a big fan of Burton still like I think it's really cool it's not like so fitted it's comfortable but it's still chic yeah you know I it's funny because I when I skied in high school I would always wear like a a huge Patagonia like a huge um shell yeah. yeah. And that's so big. Like I would buy a men's like XL ridiculousness and then wear like the skinny pants. I looked ridiculous. That was because I was rebelling against the previous phase of skiing where my mother put me in the marshmallow, like stay puff suit, which is like literally like, I mean, I was 13 or 14 and I was with all these kids wearing these like really cool jackets and I'm wearing this like light pink, very, very puffy fat suit essentially. And so I was rebelling and, putting together my own outfit. And then I stopped skiing when I had kids for a number of years. And then I kind of took it up again and just put on my North Face like mom coat that I would wear to walk with the stroller. Um, And then bought a couple of ski jackets like in the ensuing years that um, were a little more like fitted and stuff. But I realized like, it's just not my style. Like I don't, I'm not into the Montclair like I'm just not into the ski bunny look. I like to be like comfortable and I like to look like I know how to snowboard, but I don't. (laughs) You want to give off snowboard vibes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm into that. Like it's giving cool mom snowboard vibes. (laughs) Yeah. And I grew up in Colorado for a long time, as you guys might know. And so we had a place in steamboat. So I would ski every weekend And I was always in those one piece, you know, the one piece, which is like painful as the day is long because you got to take it all off and everybody's like, you know, in there and there's like the wet snow on the ground, you know, the bathroom, whatever. Yeah. All I want is one of those one pieces. (laughs) I literally would just buy one and go ski because it's like, I think it's so cute, but still totally pain in the ass. I actually love the one pieces. I totally agree with you. I just feel like I'd be freezing. It's just not flexible enough. But I love the, I love, like there's one, I know I forget the brand. I've done so much research, but it's called like the Katze suit, like K-A-T-Z-E. It's one of the big brands anyways. And it's like so cool, but so cool. I don't think I it's, it's not practical, but yeah. one day I'm going to take a picture of one maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, we were going to talk about how I drink coffee and Joe tr- drinks tea, but what we just talked about was so much more interesting. So much more interesting. So yeah, so at this time of year, um, a lot of people are like thinking about 2023 and, you know, planning for it. And there's a lot of like business planning that happens and budgeting and everything else. And, you know, they're, they're having been through you know, the startup world, sometimes in startup world, it's a good time to kind of take stock and, 
you know, really figure out if your idea is working, like if anybody's actually buying what you're putting out there. Um, and sometimes they're not. And sometimes you sort of have to come to that tough realization that you've tried everything and you've pivoted and you've, you know, don't put in your best effort. And now it's time to figure out what's the next phase. And the next phase could take on a lot of different forms. But um, I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever felt like that about your business, Tara, or if you've known people who have had businesses where they're just like, I'm just not sure if I'm going to continue with this or not. Yeah. Well, first I have a question about startup. So would you say the hardest year for a startup is the first year or is it maybe not the first year? Maybe it's the ensuing year because the first year, maybe you have enough funding and you are off to a start. Or do you think it's all the, all the above? That's a really good question. I mean, there are startups that are like 10 years old. So it's, that's, I think it's a very hard question to answer and it all depends on your tolerance. So it's a little bit individual to the founders because if you went into this and you had a lot of your own money that you wanted to put into it, that could last you five years and that could be great. Um, most startups don't have that most. So most of the time it is what you're describing where the first year, you know, there might be a little bit of like a six month or so startup period where you are putting in as a founder, you're putting in your own sweat equity and you're, you're selling your idea to people and they're helping you and it's all lovely. And then you're trying to scale. And that's when you actually do have to put in some actual cash and, and, so you might have some of that. And so maybe you last another six months with that or another year. And then it's time to like, uh oh, let's figure out how we're going to really fund this at a much bigger scale. Um, so I don't know if there's a clean answer to that. And it depends also on what you consider difficult. Some people think that's really exciting and they love living on the edge like that. I don't. But some is people- there an average time that a startup like you know they all like whatever the saying is is like if your bit still business is still doing it after five years and it's succeeding is there something like that with a startup where it's like okay so here here you're at this mark and this is the mark where you should maybe be like I don't know even if you want to continue but maybe you should yeah um, it is different by industry like in sort of fashion and beauty I a lot of people will say that million in revenue is like a critical point. And if you can't get to 10 million, that's when you should consider, you know, shutting down or or doing something different with the business. Um, But I think, yeah, but I mean, and in, in, in sort of biotech or, you know, more sort of science and R and D related startups, it could take 15 years, I mean, it could take a really long time um, to get to, to critical mass, but you also have different avenues of funding if you're in those kinds of businesses. Um, so, I mean, to me, it's when you break even, like if you, so if, and it's everyone's risk tolerance is different, but, you know, if, if you've been running a startup for, you know, two, three years, and you haven't generated any cash flow, and it's not that complicated of a business that that's a problem. Yeah. So I can only speak from my business, which has been now, I think it's almost 10 years is, you know, it's taken a while. And it's, um, I, I had put all my money, not a lot, 
to start and I have gradually built my business. I didn't have funding and I like probably what that would have looked like is more advertising and whatever PR and all of these things that probably would have elevated me much faster. But I could speak for myself is that there are so many times where I thought it was going to go nowhere or what am I doing? But you just have to stick with it if you really want it and put the hard work in because the results do start to happen. It just takes time. Yeah. And I think you're so good at just persevering, like even through COVID when so many retail stores were shut down and brands were like, had no money to market, like you just kind of kept plugging and pushing at it, which, and which, you know, I guess in fairness, like, what are you going to do to sit at home and wait for like, of course, you're going to try to hustle. Um, but that's, to me, that's like a really great quality that you have because you're, you hustle, not in a bad way, but. I think, you know, honestly, it's because I love what I do and I really do want to succeed. And I think that if that's how you feel about your business, I don't know if this is the same in a startup world, but I just can say that if you don't give up and yes, there's times, like I said, I wanted to, but if you just keep pursuing and also finding different ways to approach things and put yourself out there or expand your business, we when we had Jamie Genzer on, she said she had never been on a podcast. Like every year she thinks about another way to market herself. So I think that you'll also have to be creative and strategic in the way that you approach things. You can't always do it the same. There has to be a different way maybe to expand. Yeah. And I think your your business, you're a hundred percent in control of your business, right? So like you have no one else to answer to. You can decide how much time and effort you put in or money you put in. Um, and so I think that's a benefit of being like a sole founder uh, and same, I don't know what, Je- what Jamie's situation is, but um, probably the same with her and a lot of real estate agents are in control of their own business, which I think is great and allows you a lot of flexibility and allows you to go slower or faster, which I think is, right. is a bonus. But it's also, you know, it all falls on your shoulder. So it's like, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a team probably that could help do other things and, you know, take on different parts of the business and grow it from that perspective. Um, but I do find the startup world so fascinating and probably really frustrating, but so rewarding when it happens. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I advise a few startups and it's so fun to see them really succeed. And since I've been watching them since the very beginning, it's just really fun to, to see them um, succeed, but also, also pivot a little bit. Like, there's a company we've ha- actually had Nicole on the founder a company called catch. Um, I think this, the website is join catch Q A T C H.com. And um, it's an SMS, te- like it's a texting shopping app. That's what the consumers see. But in fact, there's a whole B2B side of it, like a whole business and brand side of it where brands are using her platform to, um, to really, plan inventory and market. And it's, it, there's like a huge business on that side. That's just, she's just scratching the surface at, of it right now. And she's, they've been at the business for probably like two or three years, at least maybe even more. Cause I met her before, way before COVID. Um, and so it's so fun to see a business like that just succeed as two sisters. They've put their hearts and souls into it and they've worked really, really, really hard and they've raised funding, but not, they, they raise it like as they need it. And it's, it's hard, but, um, 
it's really rewarding to see them succeed. There are others though that don't and where like one of mine, <laughs> where you get to the point where you're like, oh boy, I don't have enough money in the bank to, to pay the team for another, you know, after I have like another month or two and I can't pay anyone after that and sort of what do you do? Um, and that's a really, that's a really tough place to be in. But the sooner you realize that as the founder or, or founders, the better, um, because you can start to take action and, and it's much better if you're, it's much, you're in a much better position to actually like harvest and do something with the business. If you are several months out from running out of money, than if you're like at the end, if you're at the end, that's really tricky. Um, but if you have a little bit of time, you, there, there are options available. Well, this is great advice. Seriously, Jill. So if you guys have any questions about startups, um, Jill is the woman to ask. So that's her. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Tara. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Pleated Shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.